Magic Detective, starring the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of The Locked Book. Right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks that you yourself can perform. Reveal the guarded secrets of the world's greatest living magician. What's this locked book, Rhoda? Don't tell me you're keeping a diary. Oh, no, Don. Well, what is it, then? That's John Hancock is the book of the future. Well, uh, how does the book work? <laughs> well, here's Blackstone. He'll tell you all about it. Oh, the book of the future, Rhoda. Well, that's quite a story, Don. It started in a tiny kingdom in Asia, one of those little countries that are so small you can't find them on most maps. Rhoda and I were traveling there, fetching out old magic secrets. The ruler of the country, the Mandarin, Nathong, heard I was there and called me to I love my people, Mr. Blackstone. Some men, agents from a powerful aggressor nation, have instigated the campaign for me to abdicate in favor of a republic. If this other country has its way... Their men will rule my people, and soon they will be swallowed by the other nations. You want to keep your people free, huh? They must be free. And I will not let my people throw themselves away because of a few pretty speeches and worthless promises. What is it you want me to do, Your Highness? I have great reason to suspect, to know, that there is a plot afoot to murder me. I am an old man, Mr. Blackstone, and I am not afraid to die. But first, before I go, I must know that all is well with the country I love. If you should die, a republic would be set up? A puppet republic playing into the hands of Japan. A republic in name only. I see. I will stay, Your Highness, and see what I can do to help you. My secretary, Higgins will give you any help you need. Look at that man over there, Blackstone. He's drawing the sand with a stick. Oh, he's an oriental sand wizard. Those zigzags he's drawing are supposed to foretell the future. I wonder what his stick is prophesying. The stick of the wizard, Miss Brent saying that there is danger here for you and for Mr. Blackstone. Oh, come now, Mr. Higgins. You can't take those hen scratches seriously. There are many things that one can't explain. Many things. The mysteries of the East? Exactly. Truly, Mr. Blackstone, I would recommend that you and Miss Brent leave here as soon as possible. Mr. Higgins, I am not afraid of the future. I understand it. What do you mean? This locked book that I carry with me holds a key to the future. And I know that no harm will come to the Mandarin, nor to me. Wasan, my 
Blackstone is sitting over there reading his stupid book. Poison that carafe of wine that is to be served shortly. Fool. He can't see you. His back is turned. Be quick about it. Mandarin will be here soon. glass of wine, Mr. Blackstone. It is written in my locked book that the wine in that ruby carafe is poisoned. Impossible. Drink from another bottle, Your Highness, and send this one to be tested. I think you'll find that my book never lies. As you say. Another bottle of wine, please. And now, Your Highness, I'm afraid that Rhoda and I must be on our way. Oh, you have not accomplished what you set out to do. Well, sometimes even magicians attempt the impossible. I've done all I can. I cannot tell you how deeply disappointed I am, Mr. Blackstone. Before I go, I want to give you a present. My locked book which foretells the future. Magic and more magic. My country has always been mystic. But I had hoped that you, from the great outside world would have more to offer than witchcraft. Open the book, Your Highness. Very well. Oh, I am beginning to understand. Goodbye, Mr. Blackstone, Miss Brent, and thank you. Goodbye, Your Highness. And remember to keep the book with you always. I will. I shall keep it here on my knees open. Don't I'm ashamed of you. Why? What do you mean? The poor Mandarin needed you, and, and you gave him a stupid old book and walked out on him. A magic book, Rhoda. Look here, I work for you, remember? Don't try to give me any of that. Well, no matter what you believe, that book has magic powers that will save the Mandarin's life. I'll believe that when I see it. And unless I'm very much mistaken, you'll have a chance to see it in a very little while. But if we're leaving... We're not leaving right away. Come with me. Oh. Where are we going? We are going to hide outside the throne room in a little alcove I found. Follow me and be quiet. I don't get that. Never mind. You will later on. Oh, here's the alcove. Now, with these draperies across the entrance, no one will see us. Where's the throne room, Blackstone? That door over there leads in back of the throne. Oh, look. Here comes Higgins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope he doesn't come in here. No. No, he's going by. He's going into the back door to the throne room. I wonder why. He generally goes in the main door, doesn't he? Quiet now, Rhoda. Quiet. He's gone in. Oh! oh what's that? The Mandarin. Come on. Mr. Blackstone, thank you for the magic book. Well, Mr. Higgins, you didn't know that I'd given my magic book to the Mandarin, did you? And that the book would be able to foretell the exact moment you were planning to stick a knife in his ribs. May have me, Mr. Blackstone. But the country I work for has other agents. You can never stop us from taking over the Mandarin's country. Never. In the magic book, it is written that the people of this country will regret their faltering allegiance when they hear the attempted murder of their beloved ruler. Once again, the magic book tells the future. tell the future. How could it? Hand him the book, Rhoda. Let him see for himself. 
One of the pages is missing, and there's a thin sheet of mirror in its place. Exactly. So, you see, it's perfectly possible to foretell the immediate future when it's standing in back of you by simply glancing in the mirror. Yes, but what about your saying that the people of the Mandarin's country would become loyal again? That was just guesswork. And psychology. It worked, too. So another mystery was solved by magic. Well, Blackstone, have you got a trick for us now? One that, uh, one that we can do. Well, I've got one today that's really going to baffle you. What is it? Hand me that bottle, Rhoda. Uh, that's full. Is that okay, Blackstone? Uh, empty the beverage into those glasses, will you? And we'll drink it back to the tree. Mm-hmm. Here's one glass here. Another. And a third. Hey, there's about half a glass full left, Blackstone. Should I get another glass? No, I'll use that for the trick. What are you going to do? Pour it out? Not yet. Watch. I put the first two fingers of my left hand over the top of the bottle like this. It looks as though you were trying to hold the liquid in with your fingers. That's exactly what I am doing. Now just try turning the bottle over. You'll see how well the liquid stays in. Oh, oh you don't think it will? Well, I know it won't. After all, Blackstone's gravity and all that sort of thing. Well, now watch carefully. I'll hold the bottle over a glass just in case. Now, I press my fingers close together and turn the bottle upside down. Yes, but you're drawing your fingers apart. Well, it can't be. The liquid has stopped trickling. But he is rolling. Hey, what's the matter? You're, you're taking your fingers entirely away. And the liquid is staying in the bottle. It's, it's impossible. Impossible? Oh, no, it's just magic. Look closely, carefully, and you'll see that the liquid is remaining in the bottle of its own accord. It really is, and, and there's nothing keeping it in. Well, what if you wanted to get the liquid out of the bottle? Or is this magic permanent? Oh, that's easy. I hold the bottle upside down above the glass. Now watch when I hit the bottom of the bottle, like this. And there it goes, right into the glass. Now, how under the sun is... I'll be back in a minute to tell you how. Blackstone, how did you work the bottle trick? What really kept the beverage in it? This did, Rhoda. Well, I can't see anything. Well, look close, here on the tips of the fingers of my left hand. Oh, I see it now. It's a, it's a disc of cellophane. That's right. I cut it from the wrapping of the cigarette package, using a quarter to measure it. Why a quarter? Because it's the size of the bottle top. Then I dampened the cellophane slightly. So it would stick to your fingers. Huh? That's right. Nobody notices the invisible cellophane when I place my fingers on top of the bottle, uh, the uh, partly filled bottle. I hold them there and turn the bottom over, like this. It's beginning to trickle. Yes, until the top of the bottle gets wet. Then, by gradually spreading my fingers, I actually seal the bottle with the cellophane. Say, Blackstone, that's amazing. I can't see the cellophane. Will it always work? Yes, if you're careful to keep the bottle perfectly upright. But it's best to hold it over the glass in case it slips. And then? One good jolt will dislodge the cellophane. So after you prove the liquid can stay where it is, you strike the bottom of the bottle, and there goes the beverage. That's right. Right into the glass. What are you looking for, Don? Oh, I'm looking for the cellophane disc. It must have gone into the glass, too. It did, but it's still as good as invisible. Just be careful you don't swallow it when you drink the beverage. I'll take my cellophane out with a spoon, thank you, when nobody's looking. A good system if you can find the cellophane. And now you know how the bottle mystery is done. 
I hope you like that trick, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, this is Blackstone saying good magic and goodbye. greatest living magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of the Deathless Shots and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen in again to Blackstone, the world's greatest living magician. (laughs) 